Welcome to the Crack House Chronicles, your favorite true crime podcast. I am Donnie, and with me as always is a man who wants everyone to know that in today's society, watching TV is 50% finding something to watch and 50% just scrolling through your phone. It's Dale. <laughs> Ain't that the damn truth? It is. I'm going to go in here and watch a movie. Okay, three hours later, he's still scrolling trying to find a movie to watch. Yeah. <laughs> just go to bed with it. Yeah, that's what we used to do when we went to Blockbuster or a movie rental place. You'd go in there and spend three hours looking for a movie. <laughs> that, that you ain't going to watch. <laughs> yeah, that lasted for an hour and 15 yeah. minutes or something. And you get three movies and come home and too late to watch them, go to bed and then take them back late and never I, watch them. Had to pay a late fee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For a movie you never watch. That's right. All the damn time. What's going on, bud? You, man. No, you. no, not me. And today it's not the same old, same old, is it? I'm just basking in your presence. Ooh, man. Feel my glory. You got the glory. <laughs> that sounded kind of bad. Sorry. Okay, we'll just, we'll just leave that out. <laughs> oh, it's a good day, though, man. It's beautiful outside. Beautiful. Love it. Doing a uh, love episode it. for you guys, because we love, love you. Guess what? Got a new uh, five-star. Five-star. Yeah. What kind of shout-outs you got for us? Man, good and you're good. We'll start off with this big old five-star here, as soon as they get through clapping over there. And this comes from uh, Samantha Roberts, and we really appreciate this. This is... Love the podcast. One of the only podcast shows that actually stay on track with the story and the telling of the story. Not a lot of sidebar convos, if you know what I mean. Anyway, I'm kind of paraphrasing here. Some shows will talk about random crap for about 10 minutes and then have a bunch of sponsor breaks. And they're always the same and kind of annoying. But this show does not do this. And we're all caps there, brother. Oh. They're great at storytelling and really do their research. And we really appreciate that, Samantha. Thanks so much. It would, uh, we wouldn't mind having a couple sponsors to get a couple of dollars, but you know how it is. So we don't like them either. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I don't really like ads either, but you know, I guess people got to get paid. And <laughs> we also have an Apple podcast five star review. Five star, five star. That a boy says this is from uh, Holly Mo 2. Holly M O 2. Number two. Uh, not that kind of number two. Anyway, great podcast. I discovered this podcast last week and have been binging. You are a great combo, and I enjoy listening to you talk. True crime is my passion, so I was happy to stumble across this one and add it to my list. I live in North Carolina. It seems to be where you are, too. We definitely are, and we're proud to be here. So uh, thanks so much for that five-star. We really appreciate it. It makes a big difference in our lives. Keep up your great work. Thank you, Holly. Yep, yep, yep. Holly Mo too, but not Holly that Mo number two. two. Right. Just uh, number two. I kind of like cool Mo D, but it's Holly Mo too. Mo too. Yeah. Okay. Thanks so much. We appreciate it. We do appreciate it. <laughs> and if anybody wants to be like these fine folks and go to your favorite podcast platform, and if they allow it, please rate and review. Yeah. It it really does help our calls. Yeah. Moves us on up in the rankings, and we get more attention and exposure. And I want to give a little shout out to Stick Elliott, our buddy out there. He uh, he said the other day, finally, believe it or not, just joined up with Spotify. And went straight over and gave us a five-star on Spotify. Awesome. So we appreciate him and anybody else who takes the time out to, to do that stuff. We do appreciate it a whole bunch. We love it. If anybody wants to go over to the website and click on the donate button, and help put a little bit of money in the gas tank. That'll keep the ad off, won't it? It will keep the ads off. <laughs> we appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, a big thanks goes out to uh, Lisa Martin for your PayPal donation. Thanks so much. That will help tremendously. Yeah, it helps keep the lights on. You're darn right. Any, any little bit of help, and uh, we sure appreciate anything you guys do for us. Thanks so much. We appreciate a whole bunch. More than you know. Yeah, this is so cool. We also want to welcome all our new listeners because 
apparently we got a bunch because man everything's going tremendously well this month and we'll quit talking and get to it before anybody sends us an email no nope. <laughs> all right dude we're gonna get started on this episode all right man we've good. got a good one it's a local case for us it's a that, little bit different than usual and it needs some attention it does it has some traction going but we're just trying to help the cause and trying to keep it moving because this story and this girl needs some justice yeah and it's fairly fresh so it's you know stuff we don't usually do but we feel we we have to but today we are talking about shanquella Bernada robinson yes just a little bit of background on shanquella she was born on january the 9th 1997 in charlotte north carolina to parents bernard robinson and salamandra robinson that's a cool name very cool now just a little bit of background on shanquella robinson she was a graduate of West Charlotte High School, and she was also a graduate of Winston-Salem State University. Mm-hmm. That ain't far from here either. No, it's just right up the road, just a couple hours away. And you, you'd think we have a big giant house because everything in North Carolina is just right up the road. <laughs> it <laughs> seems like anyway. Go yeah. ahead. Sorry. But if you want to go somewhere, it's just right up the road. Yeah, just right up the road. Yeah. Now, it been reported that Shanquilla was a, a go-getter, man. She ran several businesses that she had started yeah two. she, she yeah. was described as a entrepreneur yes she had one of her businesses was uh, called exquisite kids yes and this is where she uh, braided kids hair it's like a, a hair braiding service yes yeah and she also had the exquisite boutique mm-hmm. brand there in her hometown in charlotte north carolina it was like also like a uh, an online uh clothes yeah said a lot of have our friends and stuff come in and model her clothes and stuff really cool yeah very very cool now we're going to jump to october the 28th of 2022 okay and this is when shanquilla had a trip planned and she traveled to mexico and she was going to start a short vacation with um some supposed friends of hers well at the time they were yeah at the time they were but now Today, they're just travel companions. Yeah, you'll see. Yeah, but they were consisted of three men and three women. And I think, really, there were two of them that they, she was pretty tight with. One of them really, really close with, and then the others were just kind of acquaintances, I think. Yeah, the one that she was really close to was Khalil Cook. Yeah, and they were going down there to uh, actually celebrate two of these folks' birthdays. Yes. And then have a big time down there at this resort. Yeah, like I said, one of them was Khalil Cook, and... He was a really, really good friend of mm. Shanquella. He uh, even went on family vacations with her, ate at their house, and they spent a lot of time together. They've been friends for about five years yeah. at this point. Yeah, even her, even her mom and dad was, you know, pretty high on this guy. Yeah. And another travel companion was Malik St. Patrick Dyer. All right. Yeah. Uh, another travel companion was Winter Essence Donovan. Another one was Elise Michelle Hyatt. Then we have Dejanay Jackson and Nazir Wiggins. Right. Now, this group, Dale, they checked into a very luxurious rental apartment in Porto Los Cabos Resort. This is in the resort town of Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Right. Now, one of these guys didn't get there until the next day, right? Yeah, Nazir Wiggins, he didn't... He had something going on. He didn't get there. And I think they were celebrating uh, Dejanay Jackson and, and Nazir's birthday this week. Yeah. And I'm not sure how long this trip was supposed to be. I've seen it was the weekend, and I've seen it was a week. I don't know for sure. Yeah. Have you seen? I have not seen. I tried to find exactly, but 
But it, I just didn't feel it, it was cut short, let's put it that way. Yeah, it definitely was cut short, so it's just kind of relevant, but I, I was still just wondering, you know, what the original plans were. Yeah. When they got down there, Dale, uh, Shanquilla had called her mom, said they arrived okay, and everything was going good. Yep. Her mom, Salamander, was glad to hear from her, and they talked for a little bit and about how they were going to, what they were going to do and yep. how they were going to spend their time. Yeah, they were going to go do some drinking, and they were going to go get some, get, or they were going to have food. They were actually having a, a private chef coming in to cook dinner for them. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah, wouldn't it? It'd yes. Be, you know, just really authentic way to go. So I think once they got there, they were get, playing around, having a few drinking games and going on, and then having a the guy come in to cook, cook yeah. dinner for them. But that would be the last time that Salamander would talk to her daughter, Shanquella. Right. So now, the next day on October the 29th, this was the day after they got to Mexico. Right. At around 2.13 p.m., that's what has been reported, there was a doctor from the medical center there in Cabo San Lucas. They were requested because there was a resident at the resort that wasn't feeling well. Right. Yeah. And about the same time, Shanquilla's mom, Salamandra, received a phone call from one of her daughter's travel companions. And they were telling her that her daughter had taken ill. Yeah. Alcohol poisoning. That's, That's what they were telling her. Yeah. And that a doctor was on the way to take care of her. Right. Yeah. Now, she never got to talk to her. her no, daughter, she didn't. Right? They, anytime that she called or they called to give her an update, she was always denied the chance to talk to her to, to her daughter yes yeah and he, even after the doctor had arrived when they called her and told her the doctor had arrived then they wouldn't let her talk to the doctor or her daughter so everything's just kind of weird right off the bat yes to me now there was a doctor and i'm going to attempt this name <laughs> you got it no problem. Her, her name was dr carolina beatrice ornelas gutierrez pretty good there yes <laughs> and she was from the american medical center there and she arrived within an hour and found what was quoted as a Female in stable condition, but dehydrated, disoriented, verbally unresponsive, unable to communicate, and appearing to be intoxicated. Right. That was what she reported. Now, so they called it 2.13, you said? Yes. So an hour later, we're saying 3.15 or so. Yes. This is what time she arrived. All right. Me trying to keep my timeline straight. Now, the explanation given to the doctor was that Shanquilla drank a lot of alcohol, and the doctor recommended that she be admitted into the hospital. Right. And then I know that drinking a lot of alcohol, especially if you're in a resort in Mexico, is probably not very rare. I mean, everybody's going to go party, whatever. Pretty much par for the so course. So, yeah. yeah. So it's probably nothing out of the ordinary yet. Yeah. But her travel companions there with her, they insisted that she be treated there in the, uh, there at the resort. Yeah. In the, in the room. Another flag. Yeah. Big red flag. Yeah. Because they were saying it was going to be too expensive to take her. It's, they were even claiming it was going to cost around $5,000 cash to take her to the hospital. Yeah, and how would even know this? Yeah. And I don't think it's true either, but yeah. anyway. And I heard, a, heard somewhere else, you know, if they can afford to stay at this luxurious resort. Right. That was going to cost anywhere from fifteen to $1,600 a night. A night. Yes. Not for the whole trip. A night. Right. That they, they didn't have a private chef coming in. Yeah. And all this stuff. They could afford to take her to the hospital. Well, whether you can afford or not, take them, dude. Exactly. I mean, Find a way. What is your friend's life worth? Exactly. I mean, you know, that's the way I look at it. Yeah. The money's, we'll get the money. Yeah. Yeah. But now, during the medical treatment, the doctor attempted to start an IV drip. Right. But her condition worsened when she suffered a tonic-clonic seizure. This is 
pretty severe. This type of seizure is, well, it's previously known as a grand mal seizure, produces bilateral convulsive tonic and then clonic muscle contractions. And these seizures are most commonly associated with epilepsy and seizures in general and most common seizures associated with metabolic imbalances. Right. So basically a stiffening of the body, arms and legs. Yes, mm. pretty much. It also causes a sphincter relaxation, which uh, pretty much is a spontaneous defecation. Yeah, not good. No, not good at all. And around 4.13 p.m., this is two hours later after the doctor was called. Yep. One, uh, after she, one hour after she got there. Yes. Right. So she'd been working on it for an hour. Exactly. Right. And an ambulance was called around 4.20 after Shanquilla began having trouble breathing with her pulse dropping as well. And Shanquilla then suffered cardiac arrest. Now, paramedics called to the scene around 4.49 tried to resuscitate Shanquilla. They administered 14 rounds of CPR and an attempt to, you know, reestablish some blood flow to her body, as well as injecting five doses of adrenaline. And they also gave six electrical discharge from a defibrillator. Wow. So they were working heavy. They, yeah, they went in heavy. Yeah, that's yeah, for sure. Trying to get this girl back. Trying to get her heart going. Yeah. But they were unable to revive her. So Shanquella was declared clinically dead at 557, according to the police report. Right. Now, police officers, there were two guys, two police officers. They're, they're only their first names have been given as Omar and David. And they were part of the Los Cabos Municipal Police Department. And they were the first two responding officers at the scene at around 5.25 p.m. And they were told by this doctor who informed the officers that medical treatment was requested for her who had ingested too much alcohol. That was the quote, too much alcohol. Right. So that's what everybody keeps telling. Yes. And she briefed the officers that she had found a female in stable but unresponsive condition and that she planned to admit her to the hospital on an IV line. Uh, but then her travel companions objected to, like we mentioned. Right, so they still don't want her to go to the hospital. No. And they claimed that instead of requesting that Shanquilla be treated in the hotel room after her condition worsened, even after the arrival of the paramedics. Hmm. This don't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And she also stated that after Shanquilla was declared dead, and investigated police officers notified the general prosecutor's offices. This is like the attorney general right. here in the U.S. And the state of Baja, California, sir, reaching state attorney Julio Daniel at around 6.35 p.m. And they told him of the death of a foreign citizen. Hmm. And they were instructed to file reports and investigative forms before handling the case to the police. Now, based on eyewitness accounts, and after consultation, the police report concluded that the deceased person died of alcohol poisoning. Yeah, basically a heart attack brought on by alcohol person. Yes. Yeah. And that she died two hours and 45 minutes after doctors were called to the residence. And there was no observation of internal or external injuries in the police report. Hmm. That's very important right very, there. Yeah. Now, based on this report, Dale, and the investigation of the Mexican authorities, the U.S. State Department initially released a statement reporting that the Mexican authorities said there was no clear evidence that Shanquilla was murdered. Right. So we're saying they're basically saying no foul plays, way too much alcohol caused this. And that was the end of that. 
pretty much at that time. Now, on November the 5th, a notarized English translation of Shanquilla's death certificate was based on an autopsy report from a forensic doctor. His name was Rene A. Galvan Aseguera from the Secretariat of Health. This is in Baja, California, Sur, dated November the 4th, 2022, was released. And the autopsy report described Shanquilla's death as being 15 minutes after suffering a severe spinal cord injury and an atlas luxation, which is a dislocation or separation of the skull from the atlas bone, which is the first bone of the neck mm. and spinal column. So basically you had a broken neck. Yes. And, mm. Yeah. And the forensic doctor made the following forensic observations in the autopsy report, and they stated the time of death was October the 29th, 2022, at 3 p.m., 1,500 hours. The cause of death was spinal cord injury and atlas luxation. The approximate time of death, injury, and death was 15 minutes. The situation, circumstance, or reason in which the injury occurred was the person found unconscious in her living room. And it was also stated, was it accidental or violent death? Yeah, and then the box wasn't checked either one. It just said yes. Yeah, that's all it was. So, okay. They don't know if this was a mistake or right. if it was meant it was accidental or violent death. And also important, the autopsy report neither mentioned cardiac arrest or alcohol poison. Exactly. So, I mean, I know there was a there's a big difference, and this, this corner's part didn't come in until way later. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that happened, you know, as far as with the – them kids leaving and stuff. Um, but if you look at what's going on here, none of this matches up at all. Yeah. First of all, if she died at 3 o'clock, the doctor didn't get there until 3.15. Yeah. So, I don't I don't understand here. Yeah, this, this is all mixed up, man. Everything is crazy and nothing makes any damn sense. Mm-mm. That's why I was trying to keep up with this because I knew there was a big, uh, these things conflict. Yeah, these, these times are very conflicting. And one thing that we need to mention, too, that after her death, this October the 29th, their travel companions stated they were going to go get some food. Yeah, they called for a, a ride, a, a car to come pick them up. Yeah, and they were going to get some food, but get this, Dale, they got out of the country. Yeah, they all left. They came back to the U.S. Left her there. Yes. yes. And it said, you know, found on the living room, and everything I heard of that she was laying on the bathroom because you remember... The one, the fellow that came in later after everybody else. The Nazir. Yeah, when he come in, they found everybody else is hanging out in the game room, and she was in the floor in the bathroom. Yeah. So it's like, what the hell really happened here? Um, there's a lot of people lying about some stuff because there's no way these timelines work. Uh, I don't understand. Mm-mm. And it says the doctor was on the scene for two hours and 45 minutes. Was was she dead the whole time? Is that why she's unresponsible? I mean, the doctor surely is not that incompetent, right? You'd think they wouldn't be. I mean... I don't know. That's why I was keeping up with this mess, because he even said the ambulance was called at 420, and then she was pronounced dead at almost 6 o'clock. But according to the coroner's report, she would have been dead at three hours previous. Yeah. Now, but, but I don't know about this 15 minutes yet anyway. Um, how, how do you know between the injury and the death how long it takes? I don't know. How, how, did, how do you figure that out? Especially if you weren't there. Exactly. So I don't know. I don't know. It's just all over my head, of course. I mean, we do this a lot, and there's a lot of speculation on time of death, how, how you can narrow it down to 15 minutes and say it was at 3 o'clock. 
who knows? But I, don't, the, I don't know. And you're getting all these reports from these six people that were there, yeah. these travel companions. Right. And you're getting all these reports, them telling different stories of what happened, right. which we're going to get into. Yeah, and then, you know, once when they all got back, they were kind of like coming over to give their condolences to the parents and all, right? Were yes. They, but even though they left her there and her dad's having to cold, cold call all these officials trying to figure out how to get her home. Not alone. Now, uh, Shanquella's mother, Salamandra, she disclosed in an interview with ABC News' Good Morning America that her family became suspicious of the claims that her daughter's travel companions after each one of them returned with a different story. Yeah. And their story with inconsistencies. I guess the only thing they had in common was alcohol poisoning. And then everything was different from there because apparently they didn't get together and get their shit straight. Yep. Now, some of these uh, travel companions claimed a maid found Shanquilla unconscious. Yeah. And some reported that... Some reported they called a doctor, some saying the apartment concierge called the doctor. At first, claiming that Shanquilla died of alcohol poisoning, and a few days later, admitting that there had been a fight, and that the fight, uh, that she'd been jumped. Yeah. Well, there's there's stuff coming out. Yeah. Now, regarding the location where Shanquilla was found unconscious, her travel companions raised further uh, confusion and skepticism when one told her mother that they found Shanquilla unconscious on the floor and another one claimed they found her in a bed, while another simultaneously told her father that they had found her in a chair. Yeah, so it's all, they're all lying. Yeah, it's, it's a big lie. Yeah, every one of them. Now, Shanquilla's mother told CBS News during an interview that her daughters, they're, she's calling them loose acquaintances now, initially... Right. She initially suggested her daughter had taken ill from alcohol poisoning, a diagnosis which surprised her since a doctor had not even arrived at the time and since she had been told that a doctor was just on the way to their apartment there. Mm -hmm. And she also remarked at how she suggested that Shanquella be taken to an emergency room, but her daughter's travel companions lied to her, claiming that the daughter's travel insurance was of no use in Mexico and that the emergency room required a $5,000 in cash for a daughter to be even seen there at the emergency room. Right. I don't believe that either. No, I don't believe it either. Because, you know, I mean, you was talking about this. If if, if you want help, you're going to get help. Yeah. And we'll find the money. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do what we have to do. Yeah. I mean, I've never been to a hospital in Mexico, but I'm saying if it was that bad off, you take her out, I'm pretty sure they would see her. Exactly. Because, I mean, these, I mean do- these doctors have an oath to help people. Right. Plus, this is a tourist town, and you're making all your money off tourists. You're not going to... You know, if this is a, something happened to a tourist, I, I just think uh, there's a lot of different reasons why they wouldn't turn her away. Yes. So and, I don't buy none of that. And her mother recalled how further doubts began to surface when the autopsy report emerged showing the cause of death as a broken neck instead of alcohol poisoning. Right. So then you go, huh, because they finally get this coroner's report. It came in way later. So, But once after they get this, pretty much all these kids stop talking to her. Yeah, they, they're buttoning up. Yeah, even uh, Khalil don't even come around anymore. He was going to see a regular because he was kind of part of the family, remember? And not even answering his phone. Right. Now, during an interview with the Queen City News, this is in Charlotte. Right. Salamandra Robinson, this is uh, Shanquilla's mother, also said that her daughter's body showed obvious signs of trauma. Yeah. There was a nod on her head, a bruised face, swollen eye, and a busted lip. Right. So now, once you say that, did this doctor ever really show up? You know, I don't know. 
Because she's not going to come in and go, hmm, I think she's got alcohol poisoning too. She's just re-dehydrated. And, oh, I, I don't want to mention anything about it. Look, like she's been had the shit beat out of her. Yeah. I mean, you know, come on. So, I don't know. Everything, I don't know, just, just the whole damn story could be a lie. All, I mean, all we got to go on is these these other folks. Right know. Now, for more than two weeks, the family, they tried convincing authorities in the United States and in Mexico that their daughter's death was suspicious. Yeah, and something's going on here. They need some investigation. Yeah, damn right. In a statement by the Robinson family published to their GoFundMe, that this was started by her sister, Quilla Long. They announced that the family will continue to investigate what happened. Oh, yeah. And she was even quoted saying that, saying that the United States State Department released a statement claiming no clear evidence of foul play. Yet, there's a video coming into play, Dale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. Now, this video started hitting the web on Twitter. Okay. It started on Twitter, and it became pretty viral quick yeah and it showed a naked african-american woman being viciously beaten by one of her female acquaintances in a bedroom on their vacation rental right and salamander robinson confirmed that it was her daughter being beaten in the video her and her dad both yes now in this video an attacker is in a pretty hostile rage man and they begin to viciously punch shanquilla yeah lobbing a series of relentless fist jabs to her head, beating her from one side of the hotel bedroom there to another. Yeah, meanwhile, she's not doing anything to defend herself or fight back. She's no, just, she's not doing anything. Yeah. But we got to keep in mind, too, in this video, and you can see this video. We're not going to post it, but you can see it. Uh, the body of Shanquilla is blurred out, but yeah. she is nude. Yeah, and see, and it's kind of weird because, you know, Going back to her mother and some stuff that actually that uh, Shanquilla was posting on her own IG account. She was doing some videos here and there, you know, where she's walking around the hotel and going outside and posting some stuff. And then one of them, apparently they were all getting ready to go swimming because the, the place had a private pool, too. And uh, she went in to change their bathing suit and was wondering where everybody was. And she's like walking around going, look, where is everybody else? It just didn't take that long to get naked, you know, being mm-hmm. funny. And then it opened up a door and everybody's all huddled up in one room and they all turn around like something's going on. Yeah. So that was, I guess, right before all this happened, right? Yes. And so I wonder, I mean, did they strip her clothes off? Because apparently she went to go put a bathing suit on, right? Well, it had been reported that uh, Shanquilla also liked to sleep nude. Oh. She liked to sleep. But if she was looking for everybody else to go to the pool, you would think she would already have her swimsuit on, right? You'd think. But, I mean, I don't know, but it was just kind of odd to me that she was also nude. Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder if this didn't happen early in the morning right after getting up yeah her being nude and and not fighting back would she be lethargic like that and not you know unaware of what's going on you know if you ripped out of the bed man i mean i can't imagine yeah but i don't know if she's walking around with filming she's not just out of the, straight out of the bed yeah but it's pretty damn it's pretty brutal it is and it's kind of odd to me that also, I mean, I haven't seen the full clip. I've just seen the little clip of, I mean, I seen what came up on the news, you know, when this happened. And then earlier I looked, you know, I just saw the short when it was on TMZ. And it's just like a 30 second clip. They say the full clip, the video is actually being recorded before the fight ever happened. Yeah. Like it was a setup. Like it, they knew it was coming. It had to be a setup. Right. I don't get too far in the weeds here, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, off the 
firm. I don't want to get out, out of line on her story, but yeah, I think it was all uh, set up, and they just beat hell out of her on purpose. But there they, is, they knew it was coming. But there are at least two other people in this room during this fight. Yeah, and a male filmed the assault, and another filmed the male capturing the event in the full footage. Okay. And the footage included... So one was filming the fight and one was filming the guy filming the fight. Exactly. And the footage included a male who can be heard saying to Shanquilla, Quilla, can you at least fight back? Yeah, and that was known to be uh, her friend. Yeah. And, uh, Khalil. Yeah. And even Shanquilla responded no, indicating that she was not interested in fighting. And I don't understand this dude. It makes me sick to watch this fight because I'm like... It's brutal, man. Why is everybody standing around watching? Stop this shit. I don't know what went went on with these people, man. I, what what caused this? I mean, it's pretty brutal. It is, and she's she's not doing anything to defend herself at all. And this girl is just wailing on her. And uh, I I read some things too, Dale, that the people there at the resort have been interviewed on this, and they claim that this group of people there, Shanquella, didn't seem to fit in with the rest of them hmm. she was sort of a, an outcast of the rest of them well i think she her and uh khalil yeah her and it was her and uh, khalil were really tight yes and the other ones were just folks that she had met at college right yes so i think so basically this other group of friends she had met so they were all friends before she came into the picture that's correct so you know i can see where you know there would be a little bit of difference there but still and it's also been rumored that that uh, Shanquilla was footing a good bit of this bill, you know, on this hotel room. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's just like why I just don't understand where it came from or what happened. Even though if you might not be part of the the core group or a good as friend as you know as everybody else, or been I don't say good a friend, but say as as tight as the rest of the group probably was, makes no sense why you would turn on her like this. I just don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't know if something happened or what. I mean, what could have happened to, to cause this? I mean. And then let everybody stand around and let it happen. Yeah, you, just, you just don't let damn, stuff like that happen. They're just as damn guilty as the damn. They are. Every one swinging, of them. Yeah. Everybody in that room is just as guilty. Right. As the one striking the blows. You just don't do that. I don't care who you are. I mean, the way I look at it, if there's something going on, you try to get them. I mean, she, it was not like this was, okay, let them get it out of their system. This was a beating. I mean, a damn beating. Yeah. Yeah, we encourage you, if you can handle stuff like that, go look for it and watch it. Yeah, yeah. Let us know what you think about it. It's pretty damn rough. Now, November the 16th of 2022, the State Attorney General's Office of Baja California, sir, reopened their investigation. Yeah, after the video service. Yeah, Yeah. into her death as a possible femicide. Mm -hmm. Confirming investigators have revisited the crime scene and were collecting more evidence to achieve the accurate clarification of the events. And there was a statement released to the press then they disclosed the State Attorney General's Office of Baja California, sir, carries out field and cabinet proceedings to clarify the facts in which a female person of foreign origin lost her life on October the 29th in a beach club in San Jose del Cabo. It reported that last Saturday, October 29th, at approximately 6.15 p.m., he received a call from a public security element who reported that in a house in the Fundores Beach Club subdivision in San Jose del Cabo, there was a woman without life. State criminal investigation agents moved to the scene where first investigators were carried out under corresponding protocols. 
Experts carried out the proceedings of the place looking for clues that would be attached to the investigation folder. And they maintained the lines of investigation to collect more evidence to achieve accurate clarification of the facts without ruling out any hypothesis. Hmm. Now, now, you said it was femicide, right? Yes. And that's uh, defined as an intentional killing with a gender-related motive. So femicide may be driven by stereotype gender roles, discrimination towards women and girls, unequal power relations between women or men, or harmful societal norms. So that's more of a thing in Mexico, I think. You know, in a lot of countries, femicide is not different from homicide in criminal law. But Mexico is among at least 16 countries that have included femicide as a specific crime. Right. So that's something I hadn't heard before. So I just want to make sure we knew what we're talking about. So go ahead. Sorry to mean. No, that's cool. I was trying to tell everybody what uh, femicide is. Right. Yeah. Now, on November the 18th of 2022, the FBI field office in Charlotte, North Carolina, confirmed that it has opened an investigation into the, into the death of Shanquilla Robinson in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, on or about October the 29th of 2022. And due to the ongoing investigation, they have no further comment at that time. Just a few days later, on, on November the 23rd of 2022, Daniel De La Rosa and Naya, he's Attorney General of Baja California General Prosecutor's Office, he announced an arrest court order relating to a femicide had been issued against a person identified as an American, the the direct aggressor in the death of Shanquilla Robinson. Mm -hmm. And during a video interview with local newspaper there in Mexico, he clarified the cause of death, stating that Shanquilla did not die from alcohol poisoning or injury sustained in a fight but rather from a direct assault, causing a spinal cord fracture. Mm -hmm. Now, the the prosecutor's office had approached Mexican federal prosecutors and U.S. officials to carry out relevant procedures, issuing an Interpol red alert. This is the international police. Yeah, so now we got Interpol, FBI, U.S., and Mexican authorities all on this. And they were to locate a suspect in the U.S., and working on formal extradition proceedings to extradite the suspect back to Mexico. Right. Yeah, they didn't identify the suspect, but did confirm it was she was a U.S. citizen. Yes. Okay. Now, the governor of Baja California, sir, Victor Manuel Castro Casio, he echoed the same sentiments. He reflected upon the beginnings of the investigation when, quote, he had not precise data on the occasion, and that it had initially been reported as an accident in a hotel room, but then investigation turned out it was not, but rather a femicide. Hmm. And local news reported that an arrest warrant had been issued for one of Robinson's travel companions, but to date, no one has been officially charged. Nope. Hmm. Not a damn thing. Nothing. Do we know who leaked the video? It had been reported that Elise Michelle Hyatt had released the video Hmm. because uh, it had been reported that she had gotten scared or frightened. I guess... Had a conscience. Yeah. Pretty much. I bet everybody else mad she did that. Yeah, I don't know how or what her relationship was to Shanquella. Right. But um, it also been confirmed that Dejanae Jackson was the one delivering yeah. the blows right. in the fight. Yeah. Yeah. Birthday girl. Yeah. I'd like to know what transpired, man, to cause this uh, this fight. Yeah. That's That just blows my mind. All right, now, Dale, we're moving up to March of this year, 2023. Yep, last month. Now, the family 
of Shanquilla, they traveled to Washington, D.C., along with civil rights attorney Ben Crump and a group of activists. Yeah, because nothing's going on. Yeah, and no one has been arrested. Hmm. Salamandra Robinson, Shanquilla's mother, said in a news conference held in Washington, the people who knew what happened to my daughter are living their lives. Hmm. They have returned to work, and my family is left to wait and wait for answers yeah. and beg for answers. Right. Now, Quilla Long, this is uh, Shanquilla's sister, said that the process of trying to find justice for her sister has been frustrating and disheartening. I feel like our government has failed us. I agree. And Sue Ann Robinson, the attorney for the Robinson family, they're no relation at all. They just happen to have the same last name. Right. They've urged the Biden administration, the State Department, and the Department of Justice to prioritize bringing Shanquilla Robinson's alleged killers to justice yeah. and to provide the family with updates about the investigation. Well, I mean, hell, the ball was really in the U.S. court because Mexico said, you know, Mexico said, you know, go ahead, we'll extradite her back down here and we'll see what we can get done. Mm -hmm. And they're doing nothing here. Yep. All right, now, Dale, almost six months after Shanquilla Robinson's death, the U.S. Department of Justice revealed it won't file charges in the case after a detailed and thorough investigation of available evidence, including Shanquilla's autopsy. So we'll not file charges. We'll not file charges. Even though they have a video. A video, yeah. Showing her getting beat. Brutally. In Mexico. But now the Mexican authorities, they are pursuing this. This happened on their soil, so they are pursuing justice for this and trying to find out what happened and get some justice makes no sense no but our people our government and our whatever we have here in the u.s is not doing a dang thing to help this girl and her that, family that's right it was brutally beaten on a vacation in mexico it's pitiful it is it's it's appalling man it's an outrage it is i mean you look at the like the murdoch case down here they didn't really have much of nothing on this dude i mean they had some circumstantial stuff but they they really nailed him and then you have this that's got a full video of everything that happened, and nobody acts like anything's going on. And all these different stories coming out of everybody. I don't get it. This makes no sense. No. But that's where we stand today on this case. The, yeah. Our government is not doing a dang thing to help this family. You know, it's kind of like the Daniel Wong case, you know, where it's basically they knew everything's going on, but everybody's keeping quiet so they can do nothing about it. But if they had a full video of everything going on, it wouldn't matter how quiet you kept. I mean, you got it on video, folks. I mean. Exactly. You can't say that you don't know what happened. I know. And conflicting autopsy Conf reports? Conflicting autopsy reports with a, a conflicting uh, police report. I, I don't know. This is just it's, it's, it's bullshit. It's what it is. Sorry, it is. Sorry, but that's just that's the only word I got. These people need they need justice. And this is uh, I'm just this kind of heats me up a little bit. But now this this Robinson family, they've had some awesome support, man. They they have a GoFundMe that uh, her sister Quilla had started. Right. And the donations, man, has just been unreal. It's great. Yeah. I mean, because you know they're going to have to hire a private investigator. I mean, and that with, along with that, and, and this, they had an immaculate uh, service for her, complete complete with a pink and yellow umbre casket. I mean, a horse-drawn carriage, I mean, the whole works for her, yeah. and she deserves every bit of it. So, you know, they've had a lot of people really step up big time and, and donate money to this cause. Yeah. But uh, the current... GoFundMe is over $407,000. That's awesome. And this included a $65,000 donation from Brooklyn Nets player Kyrie Irvin. Cool. He made a $50,000 donation and another $15,000 donation. It's amazing. It is. It's just amazing. 
But like Dale said, uh, hundreds of community members attended her funeral on November 19th, and loved ones wore pink in her honor. Her casket yep. wrapped in with photos of her and pulled into the Macedonia Baptist Church there in Charlotte by a horse-drawn carriage. Wow. And her loved ones signed the casket before she was laid to rest. So we need everybody to share this and take some action on this. Right. And get this some justice for this family in Shanquilla. But we wanted to cover this story to help keep the word out on this and bring more exposure to it. Yeah. Spread outrage. Exactly. <laughs> outrage is, is an understatement. Yeah. It's just, I don't get it, man. No, it's I don't get it either. Beyond comprehension. Nothing works. Nothing lines up. All the dates and times. Well, not the dates, but all the times. It just, none of it makes any sense. But we may do a follow-up yeah, episode on this when, yeah. when there's more comes out and yeah. we can elaborate more on it. Right. All right, Dale. I'm frustrated. I'm, I'm yeah. ready to get out of here. Let's go, man. Let's roll. We want everyone to be safe. Just please be careful out there and always be aware of your surroundings. Because the next episode could be about you. This is the Crack, Crack House, House Chronicles. Chronicles.